Welcome to SAP Transportation Management Podcast. This episode is number 33 about the search provider in the NetVivo business client, a topic we already briefly touched in episode 28. And I'm Thomas from the auto management team. Hi, yeah, I'm Leon. I'm a corporate student at, at SAP and I'm currently doing a practical phase in this team here. Hi, I'm Florian. I'm also a cooperative student, and me and Leon developed the TM search. Yeah, I'm Bernd Bernd Dietrich. I will ask questions again. I am Dominic. I'm also a cooperative student at SAP, and I am starting my practice phase here. I'm David. I'm also a cooperative <laughs> student at SAP, and I will ask questions too, and I'm Good. So today's topic is a bit special. So normally we always talk about developed and delivered functionality exclusively in, in our podcast. Oh, by the way, this is a video episode again because it's going to be visual. Ah, we may even uh, wave later. So we have now a video control room here, very fancy. <laughs> so you may sooner or later um, see us if we get control over the stuff here. Let's see. Um, so far we concentrate on screen sharing. So the, today's episode is a bit special because we are talking about something that you could do already today in your system with a little help of your code. Um, so it's not a so far delivered functionality. However, it's so cool that you have to see it and see if you would do it already now in your project. Let's see. In future, uh, there's a very high chance uh, I would, from today, perspective assume that we have such a functionality also in standard. However, it's not delivered yet, so we don't know if it will be ever included in our product. That would be great. And why do we do that episode? I think it's um, it's a functionality, it's a TM quick search, that's our kind of brand name, that can be implemented in any existing TM release when you're using the NetWeaver business client or with as of six hours SAP business client and not the subnetive business client. Latest version is out now. So yeah, long story short. So what are we talking about today? Yeah, maybe let's give you a brief introduction. We have this big search bar over here on the top of the business client and the idea is now to just enter some kind of number either from Boarding orders or freight orders or whatsoever, and maybe Florian can send me a number. And could you send me? No, no, there's a number. Ah, you can see us now. Hello. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, so he's yeah, fully maybe. control here. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Here we go. That's, for example, this number here, and just copy it. And then I get the results for this number in our system. This is a forwarding order. And I can directly see the complete document flow and also directly navigate, for example, the thread unit and can start working from this point on. Cool. So as a context, so we are now in the NetWeaver business line, which is kind <laughs> exactly, of prerequisite yeah. for that functionality in let's say at least high level, I would say. We maybe come to the exceptions a bit later. 
correct? Exactly. I think yeah. that was episode 28 where we uh, discussed in deep the, uh, the NetWeaver at that time, business line, no, business line. Um, and okay, it shows me based on some input, in our example now a document number, some document links, which I can open, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. That's what mm -hmm. it is. Basically, just some text and some link or URL, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. uh, for navigation purposes. Okay. So, you could also go for the real forwarding order we were heading for. Okay. Why would I use that? Well, the scenario is uh, having the customer giving you a call about a package or freight which didn't arrive or he wants a status update on and then he only has a number or so and you need to go to the complete menu having some screens yeah click forwarding order management and display forwarding order enter the number press enter and then get the results probably also navigate to the document flow and go to the uh, red unit or whatsoever. Mm. So, but now you can just enter the number your customer gives you and directly navigate to where you want to go. This is just cool usability improvement mm. to fast navigation. Okay, so basically it's about user and user productivity. So you have some reference numbers and you want to navigate to the documents. Exactly, yes. Even quicker than you than you would do it with the traditional uh, ways of navigating, like PWL or the document. Yes. Of course, yeah. yeah. And you don't have to take care about what number you got. If you got forwarding order, freight order, mm -hmm. whatever, you can paste it in the search bar and you will find something. Yeah, we could check out this container number, for example. Now, I believe we had one. Yes, exactly, there is. And in the ocean booking, we now can see that there is a container here uh, with the number we just entered here. Okay. The, that's the container ID, right? Exactly. Container number. Exactly. And so by entering that container ID, mm. uh, you you found that booking and uh, navigated to it. Uh, okay. So I don't even yes. need the document reference number. No, no, I no. I could also use you could any other any numbers. Yeah. Ah, so this kind of magic, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. we analyze <laughs> the input string for which kind of number we have in front of us, and then. Uh, delegate this to the specific query. That's basically how it works. Okay. So I think from a functionality or usage point of view, anything else that we should mention? So how to use it? I think it's pretty, that's a good, cool, cool feature if you can demo it in like three minutes. Uh, yeah. A good time, yeah. right? So pretty simple. Is there anything else you should know about the functionality of it? Maybe we can show the uh, result page. Um, Are you, so far, we always had one hit. Is that a design thing that you would only find one document with a document flow, or would it structurally be also possible to have 23 or 42 hits, for example? So um, that depends on what you want to search for. So if you have a full number, you might expect only one search result. 
and the document flow. And if you want to use a wildcard, then we can also show multiple results. But for our case, we just uh, concentrated on the simple case where you have the full number and just enter it into the search bar. So assuming I would have that same container number in another booking, uh, would I only see one booking then, or no? Uh, uh, I no. use that same container twice, three times. Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah. Got your point. No, mm -hmm. you would see every booking. Oh, maybe, maybe you can try it. Huh? <laughs> do we have another booking and then enter? Just seeing how it feels with multiple hits, or do we have another example for maybe copy the booking? Uh, copy the booking. Yeah, this is a good idea. Maybe. Yeah. Is this a local container? If not, we make it a local. <laughs> So just you know that we see what, what it looks like if we have multiple hits. Yeah, let's see, do we, do we have okay. the container here? No. So yeah, it's okay. So then maybe go to the uh, equipment view of the ocean booking. So up here, and then the items, yeah. Items, okay. That would be my question if you know, would go uh, to the details of the item into the equipment tab. And, uh, and the container, container the same container number. What would happen? Oh, enter it as container, not as container number, because otherwise it's going to be treated as plate number. Yeah. yeah. And okay. So that's the container ID, right? Container ID and So and now you can just press the number again, and yeah, you get both ocean bookings. Okay, and since they are so specific, we don't even need a description for the booking, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. so yeah, that's just uh, uh, so far. <laughs> uh, it's just a demo. <laughs> that's right, so it's uh, nothing delivered. Okay. <laughs> yeah, six, six. Yes, exactly. This is the first one, and I believe now, if you go for the second, third, then this is the second one. Okay. Uh, this is. Exactly, it's only one. Okay, one, yeah. but normally I would also see a description for both hits, right? Of course. Normally yes. you should see a description for both At least hits, you yeah. would see the number of the two ocean bookings. Obviously, it was very confusing, yes. Yeah, okay. Good, so structurally you can also have multiple hits, but if you have only one hit, then you also include the document flow. Exactly, yeah. Okay. This is also to not confuse the customer with multiple document flows mm. and also having the database load mm. not <laughs> raising. Okay, good. So if I want, uh, you convinced me, so I want such a, such a search, what would I need to do as of today? Uh, so let's say in future we may have that out of the box, but today I think I have to do something for it, right? There's no magic, unfortunately, so need to be coding instead. And configuration, so what do I have to do? So first of all, you need to know that uh, sub a business client or now business client is only something else like a browser. So in a usual browser, you can enter so-called uh, search providers, mm -hmm. and the search provider gives you the functionality to search uh, with an URL on a specific web page or in a database, whatever, like for Amazon, Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what we did here as well. So you can enter a search provider. Mm -hmm. And um, that is something I do locally in the business client in first place, right? Yes. Okay. Either that or add an entry to a PFCG role. Maybe we come to that then uh, later. Yes, uh, okay, okay. To, okay. 
In the first place, now if I want to edit, we, I add an entry here, okay. So what does it contain? So it's a URL, looks yeah, fancy. Basically, you only have the URL, and mm -hmm. this URL then delivers a so-called open search description document mm -hmm. to the Netview Business Client on request. And this is, as the name says, done completely following the open search standard, okay. which also is used by Chrome, Firefox, etc. So you could also enter Google or Amazon or Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. They also provide such open search description documents. So if you want, you can also add Wikipedia to this search bar, for okay. example. Yeah. But who would like to do it if he can have the TM quick search? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, cool. I see. Ah, okay. So it's following open search standard. That's interesting. We made it, I think it's also relevant to come to alternative usages later. Exactly. Yeah. Following standards is always a good idea. <laughs> okay. We have some other parameters in the UL, but I think we come to that later. So basically, I need to uh, create an entry here, but most likely creating entry here is, is a nice thing, but wouldn't do anything, right? So there must be something behind that entry, I'm, I'm afraid. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. This entry needs to call then the system, of course, again. Okay. And in the system, maybe we can show up the, where should we start? Yes. The above coding? No, or? I would start with the internet communication framework. So oh, maybe, yeah, maybe to maybe show. Which that was transaction I S I C F right? S I C F. Yes, exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then there is one new web service. Which so you have to navigate there, and then maybe for those of you on the audio part only, uh, so you yeah. create an entry in the uh, I S I C F. S I C F. Yes, exactly. Okay, and what do I have to define there? It's well, in our system, only the handler list, but yeah. maybe if you're not using single sign on also, you need to provide some logon data okay. or something else. Okay. So you have, about that. I see. But, uh, so you have the, the, the basic passes, default host and sub PC, which, which you see, I think, all over the place, right? Also, exactly. if you have in all yes, yes, yes. other TM URLs, then you give it the service a name. In our yes. examples yes. would be TM underscore quick underscore search. And then behind that, in, in the handler list, there's a class that, that, and that is the magic. So if we maybe go back to the URL that you entered, maybe can, let's see yeah, if we can match can that together. That again. Yeah. This so one, yeah. the first part is really the so. system and, and the port, right? And after that, it's exactly oh. that same path, right? Exactly. Yes. Starting yes. Here. This is, this is the path in the ICF. Yes, exactly. Okay. There's also a function where you can check out this path, which is called uh, test service in this SICF. Okay. And yeah, we can go here and press test service, service. and then yeah. you'll also get the URL of the SICF service you just created. Okay, the complete one. Other to then copy this guy yes. um, up to the uh, into your um, no, ah, good hint. I learned. Again, what learned? <laughs> yeah, of course. I see German says. <laughs> we try to speak English here. Okay. Uh, good. So that is the connection. So now I, I think I understood from a business client through the SICF entry to a class. Exactly. Do yes. I need some coding in a class or is it enough to have that class as such? Well, unfortunately, oh, it's not just magic again coding. happening oh. then. Yeah, you coding have again. some coding. Mm -hmm. 
Um, maybe we. Sorry, should. listeners, I tried it, right? But I think it's. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the uh, magic. Not enough magic on at the moment. Oh, you're even using uh, the search bar for the other search. Nice. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of other possibilities to extend the search and having new ones. So yes, basically this is the handler class. So now we go into the class that we have entered in the SICF. Uh, okay. Exactly, exactly. And as you can see, we implement this uh, IF HTTP extension interface. Okay. Which provides a which provides a handle request <laughs> method. Yeah, and, and that is the starting point, right? This is where this all begins. This is the starting point, and this is where you are. Com at the moment, you are completely free to do whatever you want. Yeah, so basically you could do, you could also create new documents with this or whatsoever. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you get called by NWBC or Network Business Client from mm -hmm. the URL you just mm -hmm. entered. And you can add parameters to that URL, which get passed along to this uh, web service. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the results you respond then should follow the open search standard mm -hmm. so that your business client can then handle them. Mm -hmm. But in theory, you could also respond whatever you want. Okay. There's also no need to respond. So, the, yeah. so that's a good point. So end to end. So if we are calling now, the code, maybe you can set a breakpoint here and just see from a very high level what does arrive and what do we respond without looking into the details. And that's a good starting point to understand it. If we just yeah, maybe then we should. The breakpoint at the very beginning. Yeah, at the very beginning. At the very beginning where it all starts. It all starts, yeah. Yeah, okay. Then, 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 yeah, okay. okay. So website. if you now type in something, I think based on some magic. Paste in. Or paste in. Yeah. Shouldn't make a difference, right? Well, oh. you would start the debugger with only half a number, and then you wouldn't see much return. So okay, also, okay, good. Yeah, maybe we can jump. Uh, uh, maybe it's also an interesting point. So when is this class called? This class is starting to get called when the beginning of typing. So at typing, kind of one or two seconds after, or five seconds? You, you need to differentiate between the call times. There are multiple call times. One is when, at the time, the uh, network business client starts up, or you enter a new URL to the search provider. Then network business client already calls the service, mm -hmm. and you need to respond with the open search description okay. document. That's more the kind of setup phase, right? Exactly, okay. setup, mm -hmm. and this open search description we maybe see later on, or you can research the standard, then uh, provides the network business client with multiple uh, URLs or URIs, to be more exactly, uh, where the network business client, or which link it should call to get, for example, those drop-down suggestions or where the uh, result page is and mm -hmm. how to build the complete URL with all the search terms entered and whatsoever, okay. any additional parameters you want to pass. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, the URL, okay. We come yeah. to that later, I think, right? Exactly. And there then are the times the service is called when you enter some input into the uh, search bar okay. of a network business client, then, yeah. Okay. But as soon as you are registered there, you will be called if the search provider is active with the input that is typed in as soon as the user starts typing. And again, 
if, if there are more characters yeah. uh, typed in yeah, the if, game. The, if the open search description is valid, then you will be called. Okay. This needs <laughs> to be mentioned, yeah. Okay, good. Good. Okay, so what does what do we get now? So I so far we get a call, and first thing I think is we have somehow to get the information what has been entered by the user. Yes, exactly. And we are also extracting some more information from the URL we are called with from the server.request object. And mm -hmm. then we can get form fields, which are basically parameters passed through the via uh, mm -hmm. the URL. Uh, so maybe we can just execute this and see what we got so far. I think okay. there's a request query field. Yes, exactly. So we extracted the field name. Yeah, okay, we're using constants here, but the field's name Q in the URL. So basically in the URL, if you remember mm -hmm. from the search providers, then there's just basically an ampersand and Q equals. I don't remember. Can you show me? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so like here, yeah, we have here ampersand and then the uh, attribute name and then equals a value. Yeah. And okay. all those attributes we can extract again okay. at this point, they get passed along okay. to us. And basically, yeah, you don't see the Q field here because this is uh, something which is defined in the open search description document where to add the okay. field. Yeah. I see. So it's a kind of a convention that you would receive it. Uh, oh no, it's not a convention. You, your open search provider said that the input field should be the Q. Exactly, exactly. Okay. We said, yeah, the uh, input should be passed to the Q field. Okay. Exactly, yeah. And then we can extract it here again. And, and, that, then and that is your CS form field dash query field, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's a constant, constant structure, form field. Okay, Q, I see. And that next one, the stop add thing, just as an example, would be? Uh, uh, you mean this one? Yeah. Stop add hit. Okay. And that was one of the parameters that we also saw in the URL, right? Yes, exactly. This was one of the parameters. Maybe we can get to this later. Or hmm? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to that, that to pass so you can ask. Okay, with that technique here, get server request, get form field. Um, you you get the uh, content of a certain URL parameter. Exactly. Right? Yes. Okay. So exactly. it's not that you get a long string with all the characters and you would kind of go through it, but there's a more structured way to extract the data. Yeah, URL parsing is already done for you. Okay, thank you. Yes. Dear system. <laughs> Good. Okay. Okay, then uh, depending on the type field we also requested, uh, we decide what we want to respond to the uh, Netflix business client. Yeah, the uh, type field is Document type or what type is it? Uh, type field, no. Uh, for example, if we want suggestions or mm -hmm. if we want result page or if we want the open search, open search description. description. Okay. Yes, exactly. So the NWBC is always calling the same interface but with different request types, right? So yeah. for, the, for the setup phase, it would be the open search. Ah, okay. 
Exactly. You can you can see that in the mm. the such providers URL again. Mm. Uh, there was the yes. Here we have the type field yeah. after the path after the uh, service path. We have the type field which is equal to such description, mm. and then we would case it out here to the open such description we want to deliver. Okay. But you could also imagine having. Uh, multiple web servers doing this implementation, one okay. for such description, one for suggestions or whatsoever. And then you need to uh, define in the such description the correct URLs to the right service. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But we all did it in one Yeah, it okay. made sense to us. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Did, so. did it all in one place. Okay. What next? Yeah, then uh, Let's take a look at the request type, maybe. So, yeah, so where yeah, are we? The request type, we are at the suggestions in XML format. And maybe we can jump to that. And just take a look at how we get the results, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, OK. So we now already executed the real search, so analysis of the input. Mm -hmm. Executing the query, the Bob query we're using, and then converting this to an XML file. We can hopefully see. Maybe nice we'll cut the MML browser. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we are now in the debugger and, and detail display, and went with the HTML browser view, which makes that result uh, XML string. Quite nice. Quite nice. <laughs> Even colorful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. something's pretty nice in this hour debugger. <laughs> can spend hours looking at it and enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so basically uh, this is also following the open search standard yeah. for suggestions. Uh, so you have the search suggestions tag and inside mm -hmm. the query tag containing the input query mm -hmm. you uh, executed. So the, the you what the user entered into the search bar. And then you respond with a lot of item tags containing the search suggestions. Okay. So in our case, real search results with a text and a URL for navigation purposes. Okay. And as our bookings are so uh, clear, we decided that ocean booking is enough as a yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, it's a bug now, right? Okay. And what is the difference between the text and the description here? Is there any? Or yes. I mean, obviously it's the um, one and two the, thing, but in every business client, I think you can't see the description. Okay. So you only see what's written in the text here. Exactly. Okay. This is something the standard asks you to provide, so we provided it, although that mm. your business client does not use it. Okay. So just being the nice guy. Okay, and also it's yeah. much much more enjoyable now here in the debugger, <laughs> having one more nice line. Okay, and then you have an URL or you yeah, here URE. Uh, okay, that looks a bit special. So maybe it's not a traditional uh, kind of URL, right? So what what does he find here? Yeah, basically this is uh, for OBN navigation, some specialty from NetView Business Client. OBN stands for? Object-based navigation. Ah, thank you. thank you. And yeah, this is used all the way in mm -hmm. TM. Yeah. And this is uh, 
you know, when you click on a result from the suggestions drop down and mm -hmm. WPC parses the URL mm -hmm. you uh, want to navigate to and then checks out, okay, this is uh, LSOBN, so I can handle this myself mm -hmm. and then okay. ask uh, the Trident engine, which is used for website rendering. Okay. Otherwise, it would just open uh, any website and that that exactly. way it would know I'm still in the system or I'm in the system and then... Yeah, can... theoretically, we could also pass HTTP double uh, mm -hmm. uh, point slash slash google.com or whatsoever mm -hmm. and then navigate to Google if you want. Okay. So you can also generate some, what's it called? Uh, so affiliate links, huh, with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, we could also okay. do that, yeah. Well, but you wouldn't do it, right? So, okay, I see. So basically, the input uh, is you can, you, you get all the input, the one retype in into the uh, search bar, plus uh, some parameters defined in the search provider URL, like yes. that we will yes, look yes, into yes. later. And the result is an XML string or JSON object. Yeah, JSON is also possible. Yeah. Where where you have items, uh, and those items have a, a text description, and then an URL, and that URL might be a bit special for that, let's say, object-based navigation. Exactly, yeah. We will come maybe later to how to, to get that URL, right? Hopefully it's not, you have to hand code everything. Yeah. Okay. Somewhat between. Okay. Good. So yeah, I believe there's nothing more interesting, just some error handling and in the end responding uh, what we already have. The important part is to also set the content type field of the HTTP uh, request or no response. So the network business client knows what he's responded and then compares this to what he expected uh, based upon the open search description file. Mm -hmm. So we need to make sure we pass along uh, XML, text XML here as mime type. Because uh, our result is XML and not JSON. Exactly, okay. exactly. So you also, for uh, usage in other clients, we maybe get later on to, uh, it's very important to have the setup right, correct yeah. mind type. Okay. So. I see. Good. I think high level, uh, that's, that's it. But maybe it makes sense to really dive a bit deeper to see how do you do the magic within the class that we jumped over, right? So the, so, how do I find my document? I mean, maybe that's the easy part, uh, at least for me. Uh, I think that's the easy part. Um, but also then how to create that navigation links, maybe also how to identify. Maybe we should spend some words on how to identify. Is it a container ID or what kind of document is it actually, right? So maybe yeah. we can yeah. spend so, some words on that. So maybe we can start with the open search description again, because just show it. and. Mm -hmm show what it does for us mm -hmm. and yeah maybe yeah that's also something that we sh yeah how would i you said at the very beginning uh, you are asked for open search description the initialization phase so to say so what do i have to define here uh we can maybe change this out in the debugger again we just remove this uh okay 
Or so maybe maybe time. maybe okay. recognize the minimum letters equals three parameter yeah. and the type field being open such description. Mm -hmm. And now we get uh yeah okay. you see as I mentioned before, NWBC does ask us for the open search description. So we again okay. extract all the parameters. So this time it's not the what was it last time? The search uh, the suggestion. Yeah, we can check out last the time it was part. suggestions XML and now it's open search, search description. description. I see. Yeah. And obviously the query parameter, so the Q field is empty because there is no Q field. And WBC just calls the URL we okay. entered. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe if we go into this method where we build up the uh, open search description, looks a bit ugly. <laughs> looks, a, uh, looks quite ugly. But basically what we do here is as I mentioned before, building the URLs, telling NWPC where to check out suggestions, result page, whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And uh, here you can see our little trick uh, to get NWPC call you again with those parameters like minimum letters we entered before. Mm -hmm. We just pass them along to the new uh, URLs for suggestions. So the suggestions URL also contains this parameter field field with the same value. Mm -hmm. It's just a little trick, probably. Uh, so we don't remember ourselves which parameter were passed. So, mm -hmm. but in WPC it does because of the opt such description. Oh yeah, no. I hope they are not escaped too hard, so we can check them out. Yeah, as you can see now, we have built a URL also based on system link, then again the path, and type field in this case result, and here we have the minimum letters field equaling three. That is something that you return as the default now, right? Um, how do you mean as the default? So, so you. I mean, it was it entered in the... Um... Yes, yes, ah, yes, it was entered. entered. Okay. So we can also look here, uh, minimum letters ah, okay. request was three. So okay. also the stop at field wasn't entered, so it's blank. And also in the URL, I believe we saw it was blank. Ah, I see. Okay, so you <laughs> pass the input and then also send it back again. Exactly. Okay, yeah. that's a trick. Okay. Uh, the only thing we add here is this Q field with the search term placeholder, which mm -hmm. then gets replaced with the real search term. Okay. The search terms placeholder, is that something must exactly follow that naming convention? So it must be a search term? Or is that yes, something yes, freely? Yes, this is specified by the standard. Okay. And so it's just mm -hmm. called search term and curly brackets. Mm. And that's how it is. Okay. And yeah, then we again build an XML. And maybe you can check also this out in HTML browser. And so there's nothing really special about this, just also following, following the standard convention mm. where you can specify a name, input encoding, and a few other fields. And the important magic is now the different URL fields, 
where you can specify the URL, which should be called. Mm -hmm. And in the back or at the far end of the tag, there is a type field where you specify the MIME type of oh. what you get there. The input, MIME type of the input. You know the MIME type of the output, what you get when you call this URL. Ah, okay. With the search term, yeah. So in this case, the first URL would be a MIME type text HTML, so pointing to the result page. Ah, result. Or, okay. This, okay. No, or, uh, yeah. Or the second one type is application x suggestions plus XML hmm. means okay, we get uh, suggestions in XML format or the last one for suggestions in JSON format. Okay, but we use as a result in our example for the XML format. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that as well, because for NetWeaver Business Client, XML suggestions are used by default. So if you have both XML and JSON, um, NetWeaver Business Client uses XML. The question maybe why do we even provide JSON? Mm -hmm. So the standard um, wants um, the new standard is that you only provide JSON. So there's no standard anymore for suggestions in mm -hmm. XML, but only in JSON. Okay. Although there are many websites still using it and uh, NWBC as well. Also the latest version. Also the latest version. Okay. Although uh, JSON is now understandable for NWBC as well. So, okay. Yeah, exactly. As previously, you have seen the suggestions XML value for the type field. So again, there, there is the connection between all that. Okay. And then suggestion JSON. Okay, I see. Good. Good. Okay, yeah. And this is all the magic of the open search description. So there's no more mm -hmm. specialties about that. So we can just execute the rest. Maybe then. And you, you had many questions before. Maybe you can. Do you not remember? Don't you remember them? No, no, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah. Me too. No. <laughs> okay. So I think the so this is the setup phase and and how we uh, respond to that original request. Of yes. course, now I think it would be interesting to see. I mean, we now skipped that whole part where we interpreted the input and created that already uh, OBN formatted uh, results, so maybe we should at least dive into that one a bit, maybe not completely, yeah. but uh, yeah. to get an idea, so what do I need to do with that input? Yeah, maybe that's the query class. Maybe a small right? picture where you can show Yeah, yeah. Well, that would be great yeah. if you just could have a small picture on it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> comes in handy. Ah. Yeah, we prepared a nice graph, maybe, okay. yeah. Maybe you want to go over it, Lauren? Yeah, of course. So first of all, the web service is called. That's what we've seen um, the last 30 minutes. The web service, which um, gets the server object by the interface, and then extract the parameters and the search term. And what we didn't see is uh, the search class, which in this example is this SCMTMSCL quick search class. And this gets called by the web service with the query we got, and then tries to analyze the query. That is what is meant by the term match pattern. Mm -hmm. So we try to evaluate, is it a container number, a ULD number, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And out of that, we try to build the query parameters and execute a query. 
the query we use are also used, for example, in the POWL and in the other places. And if we find something, the web service gets the result and pass it to XML or for the result page into an HTML page, and then the user gets the result. But the query class, uh, the one in the middle, the CL quick search class, would already do that uh, generation of the uh, OBN links, and then the no, no, the quick yeah, search no. provider no, class, no. no. No, okay. the quick search provider class just give information about uh, the results for it. So the um, so it's just a very generic search. Yeah. Okay, so what would it return exactly? Uh, it, it would return you a table of somewhat metadata, like what's the document ID, who did last change it, what's the um, Sorry. object yeah. category, and some some more deep data and also you could uh, receive the result table from the query but conversion into uh, URLs or extraction of description okay. text or whatsoever is done by the okay. web service again to have those parts completely separated. Okay. So I think then we should now look a bit deeper into that uh, quick search Fury class uh, itself, right? So that is where also power yeah. magic is. Maybe uh, exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Then let's check it out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we can use our cool ABAP search again. Mm -hmm. Oh, come on. I should remove that breakpoint. <laughs> yeah, so it's also called for ABAP terms, right? So that's an interesting. Maybe also something that you should consider. Yeah. Any input uh, entered up there will exactly. uh, give you a call, right? Exactly, yeah. Uh, search. Uh, then we want to go. That's why place. looking into the input and seeing, okay, is, is that my target group uh, kind of input is very important at the very beginning, right? That we don't start to search for with our TM search for other classes or so. Of yeah, course, right. yeah, yeah. This is very important to analyze the input string if you can do something with it, not just yeah. pass it to the query. Man. Hmm. Shut down your phones, guys. <laughs> Shut down your phones. That was me. Very important. Our phones going crazy here. Yeah. Good. Okay, so basically, this is the uh, entry point here we got from the. So we're now in the search class. Search class, not in the query so far. Exactly. We are in the search class hmm. doing the analyzing stuff. And as seen on the graph before, there are three uh, distinctive steps. First okay. is to match the patterns we defined. Mm -hmm. Second is uh, how to uh, convert the patterns to query parameters. And third is to execute the query uh, with the requested attributes. Okay. So, But this is now already something, let's say, totally independent from the open search standard. That is now how you decided to do it, right? Exactly, so yeah. The, the outer layer, that is the open search, Dependent yes, part, yes, yes. and in here it could be. Yeah, you could do whatever you want you here. You, get, you, you okay. get some input, so do what you want and respond something. Okay. Uh, so good. You mm -hmm. Just need to consider runtime, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
Yeah, okay. I don't know how much in detail we should go over that. Maybe uh, we debug it uh, step by step and maybe at least looking at the results of the steps so that we set a breakpoint here now yes, or yes, something yes, again and then we see at least what is that step do we're doing. Container number. Maybe take the UID. It's That's getting boring is. now. Okay. The same container number. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, no, it's okay. Take another number. Not too boring. Not yeah. too boring. So. so as input, we just get this container number. Yeah. And then the first step is converting this. Yeah. 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 That, yeah that, that's the first step. Okay. Converting it into an empty table. No. An empty table. Yeah. An empty table. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. sounds simple. <laughs> that sounds simple. Yeah. So the problem now is that we have different search classes, and the first search class being called wasn't that Brian found the result. We're using many queries. That okay. query also have, has its own search class. And um, okay, now maybe that's now an interesting point. So um, we have different objects in TM, right? So we have Tor, TRQ, TRQ. For example, CPS, so a lot of different objects. So how is that mapped into that search? So how would I know where, I, because now I think the search class we're in here now, is it already object specific or will it search all the TM objects? Well, this is like a super class mm -hmm. having the algorithm yeah. and the definition of how pattern looks, how a TRQ ID looks, or how mm -hmm. a Tor ID looks, or how a container number looks, mm -hmm. is uh, done in some subclasses, okay. uh, which provide then some configuration to the algorithm, then, basically. Okay, and now we are in the incarnation as a TRQ, um, or, or because we have no now yeah. result, right? So that means this is no meaningful input for that specific well, I, I already skipped far enough to get a result, yeah. So okay. we are in the right such class by now, which can handle container numbers. Okay, but to get it right, so I would have a list uh, of instances of that search class. Yeah. One yes. per relevant query, query so to say. Query, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's one-to-one -one relation mm -hmm. to one Query class, uh, one search class for one query. Okay, so that is, but this is again not defined by open search uh, or something, but this is. A, no, this was decision. decided by us, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can take a look into the uh, result we got from the first step. Yeah. And we now found a pattern called container number. Mm -hmm. And it had a value. Which is obviously the it thing looks, we just entered. Looks yeah. familiar, yeah. <laughs> okay, now, uh, this is then uh, converted into a real query parameter. Okay. We need to get here. Yeah, exactly. So here's the real attribute then. So for the pattern container number, mm -hmm. there was a definition mm -hmm. of conversion, how to convert it into a real query parameter, and we mapped the value, which is in the low field, to the attribute tourist ID. Okay, so there is some, we, we found based on the input that this might be a container ID, yes, that is yes, defined yes. in that, uh, what what was it called, the... Extract from CST. Yeah, and the container ID name 
that was our pattern ID. Okay, yes, so yes, yes. okay, and based on that pattern ID, container number, yes. so constant kind of thing. We yes. then find okay if we have that pattern, then we use this query attribute. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? Okay. So uh, from the first step on, we already identified it as a container number. Hmm? Now we only map it to the right parameter. Just very high level, how do you uh, identify it as a container number? Well, this is where regular expressions come in handy. Okay. Um, so we made a yeah. regular expression which matches or okay. should match container numbers. So basically, so one step in a, in a good search should be to try to identify that. And, and you did that with regular expressions where it say, okay, container numbers are following a certain pattern, so uh, yes, exactly. I can clearly say if something is a valid container number or not. Yes. And you do that also for other input where you say, okay, that might be a document number or not. Well, yeah, you need to see, you need to map it to a query parameter, so mm. you have no choice. You need to identify to which parameter to map it to. Mm. So. Uh, for a container number, this is pretty easy because mm. there's always four letters and then seven seven digits, I believe. Something like that. Yeah, uh, as mm. defined by some standards. And mm. uh, so this is structurally easily to mm. detect by regular expression. It might not always be the case, right? Yes. 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 Okay. Then you map it to a query parameter, okay. okay. That's the next step, but that sounds simple. So I have a list of mapping from, if it's this kind of input, then use this query parameter kind of thing, right? Exactly, okay. Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. Okay, then we can jump into the query mm -hmm. to see some details about that. Uh, yeah, maybe one or two. So, yeah, so maybe, maybe you want to get a talk. Okay, so now what, what happened? So this is a method from the superclass. Um, the right uh, um, query mm -hmm. is instantiated and then executed. Well, where does this query come from, this right query? This is a setting in the constructor of the uh, class okay. um, where you set which query needs to be executed <coughs> and which fields do you want to have. And things like that. Yeah, okay. as we said before, there's mm -hmm. a one-to-one -one relation between queries and search classes. And we instantiate uh, as many search classes as we have kind of sub-searches, right? Yeah. With the respective parameters. So if I search for with a Tor query attributes uh, once at least, then I have that search class. If I search for TRQ, I have another exactly. search class exactly. and. Yes. And every search, but in principle, I could also have uh, as another one again for Tor, but maybe doing a different mapping from the input to the yeah. query. Also. Or okay, for that is, attributes. Whatever. That is again our specific implementation here. The way that we handle it. you could in principle also do all everything within one class, but the design decision here was to yes. do it uh, within different classes to be. Yeah, to have more reuse and uh, more generic uh, coding and have more. Yes. Okay. Okay. So good decision. <laughs> so some basic settings are made, like how many rows need to be extracted, and set the sorting options, which is also based on the query parameters. Ah, yeah. We can do a shameless plug. Uh, episode thirty-one, right? What about Bob? Yeah. TMP. 
hier im Podcast, Episode 31 of World Pop, where we in depth uh, were talking about query and query parameters and, and all that stuff. So you should know that if you yeah, listen yeah. to Episode 31. Or anyway, maybe you should know it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's a normal Bob query. Which means yeah. all the uh, authorization stuff is all built in. So, so, yeah. so it's not a good idea to do a select here, for example, because then you would bypass the yes, authority concept. Right? If you want, you could do that. But who okay. would want to do that? Yeah. Because course, really, yeah. if you do that, uh, you bypass the uh, security checks that you have built in in the queries. Okay. So you would, okay, you may not be open to document, but you would know that there's this document is there, which is already a violation of security principles. Yeah. So yeah, you course, use yeah. a query here. Okay. So exactly. Good. So we get the query results. In this case, hopefully there are two results. Yeah. And we can check this out. Yes. Okay. And what we then do is to add a description to these results. Therefore, we use a description helper, which returns us a description by getting the information we already expected from the query. Something like booking, right? Yeah. In this case, something like booking. <laughs> Normally, you would see a bit more, but okay. The, you see, your description text is on the ocean booking this time. Okay. Okay. And uh, this is the interesting table also for the web service later on. Uh, which only contains necessary metadata, mm -hmm. like description text, the whole category, the keynote, the OP, to build the uh, link, navigation. The OBN link that we saw yes, before, exactly. right? Okay. Or the HTTP link, if you get the result okay. page. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, if you want, you could also receive the complete, the complete uh, query table with all the parameters you uh, wanted, but for the web service, this is not important. Maybe one performance hint here, so when, if you build your own query like that, you should always call the query with the requested attributes um, to, to be sure that only the relevant data is uh, get from the database and also post-process uh, in the database. Yeah? So that's a, you should not leave the requested attributes empty, but because typically you would only need Few fields, the ID, the uh, key, and maybe two more type, maybe kind of things, but not first and last location. And, and yeah, so it's not, you no. should consider requested attributes here. Uh, I, I believe the B key and the O category is everything which is necessary. In our moment, case, yeah. Here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe the description or so. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So maybe we can show how we build the links now as we got the information. Yeah. Yes, yes, why not? Yeah. So we are now leaving the search class, the dark blue space, is yeah. that right? And yes, yes, yes. We are back in our search provider, so the web service. And okay. So yeah, now we are back in the web service again. Uh, <laughs> Sorry for that. Yep. But yeah, we uh, got in this table, yes, we got two results. Now we are checking whether to build the doc flow, but obviously for two results, it doesn't make that much sense. So we skip this 
this one and uh, then decide based upon the pipe field we saw waste before uh, in which format to deliver the results of the search. Yeah, maybe in yeah. this, this case. Uh, so it'd be a suggestion XML, which we saw before, why, right? Exactly, yeah. Maybe should we go about how we built this XML? Yeah, yeah. Maybe course. a bit that uh, we know how to get that uh, OBN uh, yeah. uh, thing, so I think that's a bit special. Over it, yeah. Uh, well, do we have to clear because it was CV something? Do we have to clear the parameter or no? Yeah, no. No, it's not, okay. Not that important, I believe. Just the URL is built in the beginning. So maybe we can leave the rest out. That's okay. Interesting, hmm? yeah. Uh, yes. Okay, the uh, okay. first step um, we call here a function of a basic navigation class of uh, transport management, which is also used if you see the usual document flow to navigate to other business objects. Mm -hmm. And uh, we give in our metadata we have, BOP, DB key category, and receive a target application, okay. um, which is needed for the web core. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it's, it's for trade booking, so SRE book. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the yeah, next thing we do is extract this and replace the slashes with dots, I think. More or less, yeah. If it's working. So, yeah, so we got now the um, object based navigation target out of the target application. <coughs> and now um, the next step is to create the URL based on this OBN target. Ah, okay. Okay, let's see. Mm -hmm. so, really handcrafted. Yeah, handcrafted, <laughs> so no helpers for that. Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, no helpers for that one, yes. Mm -hmm. um, or maybe uh, some no helpers we are aware of, okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe like that, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and then uh, only some additional parameters for the WebDim Pro application we're <laughs> trying to start are dependent. And this is the whole magic. So we there's again a parameter. Uh, percent 26 means uh, 10%. <laughs> uh, skip initial screen uh, equals X and OBN parameters equals key equals the hmm. key, the key. That's the document, that's the key of this uh, document that you found. Exactly. Yes. For that first booking. Hmm? Exactly. Okay. And this is how we both the link for every result. Mm -hmm. And now we create the XML. <coughs> Sorry. Based on the description we got out of the search class, the URL. But we didn't get a description out of the search class, did we? We got we did, yeah. Okay, so that one is also returned by the query, so to say, because the query <laughs> is getting the data, I see. Okay. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. We, can, we can see that here. Yeah, I yeah. trust you. Oh. Okay, yeah, maybe 
I don't think we need to go. No, okay. So, but that's the uh, principle that some more yeah. Yeah, just escaping some and XML uh, string concatenation stuff. Hmm. Yeah. That anybody knows anyway, so no need to go over it. Yeah, we, we saw the results before, so yeah, yeah. I don't think there's need to go over the concrete. Oh, over oh, that obvious part, right. Yeah. And if you're not showing your XML or JSON or whatever is relevant, there are various online tools to check that out. So Yeah, exactly, yes. Okay. So now we build the XML in the format which was requested based upon the search results. Define the MIME type, as mentioned before, very important. And then deliver this to the uh, NWPC as response. Okay. So, yeah, That's it, right? That's it, yeah. That's it. Good. Um, one more question I have. So we already saw that we have multiple search providers uh, up there. And they are all called, we learned it. Are they called subsequently or in parallel or? They're called in parallel. Okay. So if you enter something, every search provider is called. So what you have seen when Leon entered the number, also the ABAP search get call, gets called because NWDC doesn't decide which search provider is now called. It's just calling all of them, and yeah. then the search provider have to decide whether very early uh, yeah. need to decide if he's uh, potentially a target of that call or, or not. Of course, yeah. yeah. And that's very important to do that interpretation very early to avoid uh, if somebody, for example, navigates to the menu and enters Frey doc or something, they do not start a query with that or so. Yeah. Okay. Which is, of course, sometimes it's not so easy to know if that is a valid input. On yeah, the yeah, this is a lot of times not quite easy to I decide. Think you, you could even write uh, a thesis about it, right? About that invitation. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Somebody should do that, huh? So, uh, <laughs> good. Um, so they are called parallel. So in principle, when I could also implement one, let's say, Forwarding order search and one trade document, trade booking search, or so, and enter two search providers here for the two different uh, searches. And then it would call both of them in parallel, which is, of course, faster, but also duplicates the database load. Yes. Right? yes. Correct? Yes. And it would then show up as two entries as in the two different search list. providers, yes. There's a small title, you enter it in the search provider mm -hmm. description. And that's what we would see. Yeah, maybe you can see down. that if we if I just go for the other search, and then we see our TM search response with no results mm -hmm. found, and we get the result of the other search. Okay. So we'll that's not something like this. Booking then as a result, no? <laughs> yeah. So it's not hard coded, obviously. Good. Uh, good. Let's call in parallel. Um, Maybe we should also talk about some of the other parameters that we've seen and, and coming to performance considerations. I think a lot yeah. of them are performance-based. So I think a very important thing is to to avoid unnecessary database a lot because typically a database can be the bottleneck. There's only one database instance in your landscape. So we should not flood the database with unnecessary uh, requests. So what are we doing to avoid those unnecessary queries? 
So first of all, in this implementation, we decided to go for only equal. So you need the full number, for example, if you want to search mm -hmm. for a number, you need to enter the full number. So we don't need to no. present hundreds of results. No wildcards. No wildcards. Yeah. Because there was also the feedback that we got, right? Either you have a number or not, you wouldn't yeah, come exactly. with it. Exactly. If you have a thousand bookings in your system and you type in six one wildcard, then wouldn't help at all. Mm. So um, you need the full number. Then we got some two parameters used for performance optimization. The first is minimum ledgers. So in what you've seen is that the search provider gets called with uh, any ledger. Um, mm. And uh, we decided that a search doesn't make sense with like two ledgers or mm. something like that. So you can define at what number of letters the search is going to start, and um, that's what you can enter in the URL. That's again one of those, maybe you can look into those parameters. Of course, yeah. It makes sense even better than the other search results. So, so that is the minimum letters or minimum characters actually, right? So how many yeah, minimum characters, characters uh, would, a, if it's less than, less than, Three or less or three? Less than, less than less three. Than, yeah. so then with three, it would already start searching, which is already early, I would say. In the real world scenario, that's no bits. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Then then, it to eight. Yeah, something like oh. eight, ten, okay. something around there. Okay, that already yeah. sounds good. What, what else do we have? So what you also saw in um, our debugging session, we have multiple queries being called, and therefore we got a function which is called stop at hit. Um, the case um, this depends on that numbers in a system are only given once to a business object mm -hmm. usually. And so if you found something, you don't really need to execute the rest of the queries as well. Hmm. So we said, if you found something, stop executing queries and just return the result. And therefore, we got to stop at hit functionality. Okay. So, yeah, okay. I didn't write it correctly, maybe. Well, it shouldn't work in this case because the same query finds two ocean bookings and they're not found by different ocean bookings. Yeah, maybe the idea is not to find only exactly one hit, right? But only do one query. One query. Exactly. Okay. That's it. Okay, maybe we could also interpret it in a way that we also maximum number of results should be one. Uh, that's an interesting yeah. thought. Huh? Yeah. So okay. this is meant only one query executed, not one hit found. Okay. Good. So it would stop after it found it as a TIQ, and it wouldn't look for that same number if it might be in uh, Tor, Tor booking number or something. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Good. And there was one more. The you can also okay. That's very specific to our implementation. I think you can also restrict it to a certain search class, meaning search bo, right? Mean, meaning, object. meaning query, not meaning bo, but one yeah, query, query. Okay. bo. So for example, you can we have a search class for the container ID, which mm -hmm. is for big search ocean. And yeah, maybe we should. Uh, give another example. Okay, you know, maybe to use it to the container. So maybe air. Uh, air. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we have another class called uh, the quick search air, 
to search for ULD numbers on in an uh, air booking. So maybe now we can again put in that same container number so it shouldn't find something because there's yeah. no air booking for it, right? Maybe oh, at the yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, okay. Maybe maybe at first the negative test. Yeah. Positive test is always simple. And yes. No results. No result. Beautiful. No results found. So we now um, said that we only want this one query for air and uh, not the ocean one. And we only find uh, so we find an air booking with the specific ULD number. Okay. This is also for database. Uh, yeah, and also maybe to not confuse people if they always only expect to see or only want to look into forwarding orders, there's no point in, in, in showing freight documents uh, yeah, or exactly. settlement documents exactly. to them, even so then the hit much work. Okay, I think the only missing part uh, here, and maybe should only touch it briefly because it's not that important, I think it's what you call the result page, right? So uh, you mentioned it sometimes, and we saw it also in the coding. So maybe you can add uh, a few words on that result page. Maybe I just remove the parameter again, and then we can show the result page maybe once before we talk about it. Yeah, maybe it's enough to mention. I think it's maybe not a requirement. Basically, it's just the representation of the drop down and some nice one yeah, page. to avoid that you because all of those searches uh, that you de define will also show up as a search as kind of thing, and then you need to have a result page. But so far, it's more of a side result, yeah. I would say. I mean, the real help. And the only aspect where this result page uh, becomes more important is that search outside uh, the and WBC, right? Yes, yes, where we yes. only have that. So maybe just mentioning, I think in principle, you can also use that open search description and uh, create a search provider for Internet Explorer, Chrome. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So first of all, what regarding the result page, you're totally free. What you're going mm -hmm. for here, we decided to go for an easy UI5 application, just with a tree table. And showing the result as in the drop down, so with the right indention and um, also scrolling function if you have many results. Um, to talk about the browser, there you can also install this in the browser because it's nothing else than a usual uh, search provider. Mm -hmm. And there you would also see the same result page as you can see here in Netbuilder Business Client. But you don't have that fancy suggestion. You can have this fancy suggestion stuff as well. Okay. Uh, most browsers only want JSON nowadays mm -hmm. because um, this is the official supported one. That's why we also offer it. Um, we are not so far what it goes to implementation, so we can't say which browser is now supported and which mm -hmm. not. We just tested with the newest version of Chrome, and uh, it worked for us. Mm -hmm. Okay, but then uh, I think the you always would have to return 
a real URL because I think that uh, OBN navigation is something so far not known to Chrome, right? Yes, yes. of course. Maybe yeah. something special about the URL. Um, you need to build HTTP mm. and you need to add some special parameters. Um, for this That's case, it works. Yeah, to uh, find the open sub business client session. So it's going to open in a new tab, hopefully. That's a bit tricky and doesn't want to go off here right now. Maybe it's a business client fix, that's fine. Maybe, yeah. So I had it working yesterday and business client fix already. But let's see. Well, yeah. okay, so. At the moment, not. Not working, but possible, so. Mm. Okay. Good. Yeah, I have another question. Uh, could you again search uh, for something with the document flow and show the suggestions? So you, there are always uh, numbers at the beginning. Uh, do they have a meaning? Yes, this is because okay. unfortunately Network Business Client does reorder the search results in alphanumeric ways. And because we want the doc flow to be the way we deliver it, uh, we just added some prefix numbers to keep the order the way we say it is right. Okay. So they are just so that it looks fancy and they don't have a meaning. Yes, yes, yes. They okay. don't have a concrete meaning. Yes, this is just to keep the doc flow order correct. Which has a meaning. <laughs> yeah, which has I a think meaning, if it would fact, be yeah. randomly uh, sorted here, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, that would be confusing. But the, the number itself is just a running counter kind of. Yes, of course. And you yeah. easily, see, easily see the number of hits also. So. This is yeah. also <laughs> count nice, nice sight hint, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anything else that we should know about it. So maybe about uh, how to um, get this. I mean, there's, uh, I mean, so far that is something that we test developed in our environment. So there is no uh, decision on us delivering that as a standard content. However, if we will deliver the classes here, um, then of course I will let you know through the common channels. Uh, and most likely would also, I think at least that we may deliver it also with the future releases. We may even downport the uh, classes themselves to lower releases. If you're interested, if you're in urgent need, uh, you, you most may get in contact with us and we may help you on a project basis that you don't have to recode uh, that stuff here. Ah, one thing we forgot to talk about, or I stopped you talking about, sorry, <laughs> that was the, we entered the the search provider now manually in the business client. I think you already started mentioning that it's also possible somewhere else, right? Yes. So that, that, that I don't have to do it for every business client user again and again. Yeah, which so, would be crazy, yes. Yeah, yeah. So in the PFCG, you can add a user role to distribute the search provider to every single user. Okay. Uh, Ogan, then I believe he can deactivate it, maybe, but he cannot change anything okay. in it. Yeah. Okay. 
What would that look like to have an example for such an entry? Uh, yeah, it would <laughs> look exactly like those pretty fines from favorite recent items or so, so you cannot change this. Huh? No, I mean, do we have an example of such a role, PFCG role, uh, yeah. including that, that it, what it would look like? Or? Uh, maybe, maybe we have one remaining example, not sure about that. Uh, yeah, set, set search or something like that, was it? Yeah. Nope. I'm okay. Sorry, yeah. Okay. So there's a node in it which is called at search uh, at. Maybe. Maybe in the design document we can have a link. Yes. Yeah, ah, so. Perfect. Okay. so you have this um, node at search at in it and an entry with a text. So what the search provider, the name from the description we got in the search provider mm -hmm. manual definition, and then um, the same address, but in this case a relative URL. And yeah, that's then available in the role, and the role can be assigned to, okay. as you know, to any user. Good. Uh, anything else that we talked about? Also, how to get it, uh, how to implement it, roughly. Maybe just a small point to the Internet Communication Framework. We yeah. explained um, how it works, but a small thing you need to do is to activate your service. So um, after saving it, you still need to activate. So. Yeah, that's uh, hmm. a bit tricky. Yeah. Yeah, also, do that after transporting or? And do that after transporting. Maybe also one more thing to mention is that by having a new service in the Internet Communications Framework, you also need to check for some security, you need to hmm. do security checks for cross-site scripting, SQL injection whatsoever. Hmm. So depending on how you use the input, uh, you need to check yeah. this. It's a uh, famous yeah. thing. If somebody would uh, do some uh, weird characters like, uh, uh, I don't know, like I have an uh, um, clean, clean table kind of thing, uh, then exactly, that yes. you uh, avoid those kind of uh, yeah. Of course, yeah. You, you need to be aware of this uh, being entirely possible because you know, it's just a web service, so everyone yeah. could possibly call it then if he has. Oh, funny joke about a uh, uh, university calling uh, a father asking, why did you call <laughs> your son uh, uh, something drop table? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something so, like that. Or yeah. also cross-site scripting with some JavaScript code where you send mm. the browser into an endless loop or something would be mm. also possible. Okay. Yeah. Good. Then we mentioned the performance, so you have to be careful with your queries and what to do because we will be called every time. If you want fast results. Or if you provide suggestions, you could also imagine only providing a result page okay. yes. being executed when you press enter or whatsoever. The, uh, so, yeah. But I think the quick result list is yeah, uh, pretty usable. Uh, so makes sense. Anything else? No. 
I don't know, we can go to video more, can we? <laughs> Better not today. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Then, that's it, I think. Thanks a lot. And, uh, yeah, hope uh, you also like it and uh, consider it for your users. Uh, I think it can add a lot of value. And, yeah, thanks a lot. You're welcome. For building that and talking about it. Huh? Bye. Welcome. Bye. Bye.